The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey there, friends. Oh, hello. Welcome to another episode of Ridiculous Romance. I'm Diana. I'm Eli. How's that? Does that sound like an intro voice? That's a solid intro. <laughs> I love it. It's so, uh, so commanding and welcoming yeah. at the same time. Welcome like a, to the show. Like a five-star general <laughs> greeting his troops or her troops. Yeah, as the case may troops. be. Or their troops. G.I. I'm not Jane. here to tell anybody <laughs> that they can't have the what sounds like terrible job of five-star general. <laughs> So nice to have you back. You know, this is your favorite podcast for dick jokes, dirty poems, ghost sex, mm-hmm. you know, alien, alien fornication. Themes. You can't find this stuff anywhere else. <laughs> we don't think. Uh, until the format changes, <laughs> we're just going to keep going with this one, which is a show where we talk about RRR, which we saw again the other night <laughs> with my parents. The, the new RRR. No, we won't. We won't get into it, but it's so good. Rewatch Rise it's, Revolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's just get on with our show. Yeah. In our last episode, we told y'all all about the lusty life of John Wilmot, the second Earl of Rochester, like all the times that he pissed off the king, um, how he abducted his future wife and then disguised himself as a gynecologist to treat infertility. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and we shared with you a few of his infamous poems, including our new favorite, Regime de Vive. Mm. So good. But we did want to dive into some of his longer poems, so we decided to dedicate an episode to a John Wilmot Poetry Corner. So we'll perform for you a poem about premature ejaculation. Uh Uh-oh. Another one where an old libertine kind of is reflecting on his younger, debauched days, not with regret, 
but rather with the hope of inspiring future generations to even (laughs) filthier deeds in his name. And finally, a full reading of Signor Dildo, which was Wilmot's poem about the gentleman from Italy that all the ladies are falling in love with. Yes, finally. (laughs) So we hope you enjoy these poems as much as we do. Come on down to Poetry Corner. Oh, let's go. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, we made a little slip up in the last episode uh, and we got a correction in in time to fix it. So let's go put ourselves in corrections corner. You're such a loser. That's right. Ruth Dempsey on Instagram reached out to say first that she really loved the John Wilmot episode, but we were talking in one part about a famous diarist who had kind of written down the account of John abducting his future wife. And his name, we called him Samuel Peppis. But actually, it's pronounced Samuel Peeps, which is so much better. That's perfect. (laughs) What a perfect name for a guy who's snooping on everybody. Okay, I was like, anything Samuel Peeps, he writes in his diary. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like people should say that everywhere they talk about him. Don't let Samuel peep (laughs) you. Or everyone's going to know. So thank you, Ruth, for that correction, because that was a truly much better, (laughs) much better name. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that we're doing this filthy poetry episode again. (laughs) So many of you have written in and told us that the Berangier of the Long Asshole is one of your favorite episodes, (laughs) where we just spent a long time reading that uh, that old dirty poem. Medieval Fablio. It's so fun to do. I never uh, thought of thought that I would be reading poetry to people, but this is this is definitely the format and the subject material. I know, right? (laughs) That it should be for me. True. And I mean, again, I think I said this in the in our last episode. Why was this not the main focus of my English degree? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I feel like if you just had body poetry 101, it would be full. Right. It would be like 100 percent full every semester. <laughs> right. For real. And we'll read through it. We'll we'll stop and talk about it along the way. because sure. uh, <laughs> It's not going to go like our uh, typical poetry corner here. But our first poem here is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, John Wilmot wrote about a guy who is disappointed that his premature ejaculation is preventing him from having, you know, full on sexy times with his lady friend. Damn old penis. Ugh, that thing just <laughs> ugh, never works when you need it to. This old thing. <laughs> well, it reminds me of uh, the Reddit episode we read about yes. people's worst sexual experiences. And the girl said that guy just started screaming at his dick in front of her when it wouldn't work. Yes. And this, she had to sneak out. <laughs> this is like a classier version of that. Right. Much classier. If that guy had been a renowned poet, yes, you might have gotten something like this. Because John Wilmot clearly felt that if you're going to yell at your dick, it might as well rhyme. That's right. So let's hear John Wilmot, the second Earl of Rochester's The Imperfect Enjoyment. Naked she lay, clasped in my longing arms, I filled with love and she all over charms, both equally inspired with eager fire, melting through kindness, flaming in desire. Mm. With arms, legs, lips close, clinging to embrace, she clips me to her breast and sucks me to her face. Her nimble tongue, love's lesser lightning, played within my mouth, 
and to my thoughts conveyed swift orders that I should prepare to throw the all-dissolving thunderbolt below. <laughs> Damn, this got, I mean, this is one of the hottest descriptions oh my God. of about <laughs> to have sex. I know, like, <laughs> My fluttering soul sprung with the pointed kiss hangs hovering o'er her balmy brinks of bliss. But whilst her busy hand would guide that part which should convey my soul up to her heart, in liquid raptures I dissolve all o'er, melt into sperm, and spend at every pore. Oh. A touch from any part of her had dunt her hand, her foot, her very looks a cunt. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> It, there's nothing funny about premature ejaculation <laughs> unless it's written out like this and that it's hilarious. Right? Smiling, she chides in a kind murmuring noise and from her body wipes the clammy joys. <laughs> when with a thousand kisses wandering o'er my panting bosom, is there then no more? She cries. <laughs> All this to love and raptures do. Must we not pay a debt to pleasure too? <laughs> she's like I know you finished but like, there's oh, more we can do right, right? <laughs> I wonder if she's like you know you could do some things for me right but I the most forlorn lost man alive <laughs> to show my wished obedience vainly strive I sigh alas and kiss but cannot swive eager desires confound my first intent Succeeding shame does more success prevent, and rage at last confirms me impotent. Oh, <laughs> that's why you, when you can't get out of it because you're so mad. I know he's like, I just, <laughs> I love it. He's really filling in like all. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the moments. Very, that uh, <laughs> very evocative and and accurate. I imagine. Oh yeah, I right. Assume. Not that you would know. I <laughs> wouldn't know. It, it it happens to lots of guys, I'm sure, but. Even her fair hand, which might bid heat return to frozen age and make cold hermits burn, applied to my dear cinder, warms no more than fire to ashes could past flames restore. Trembling, confused, despairing, limber, dry, a wishing, weak, unmoving lump I lie. This dart of love, whose piercing point oft tried, with virgin blood ten thousand maids has died, which nature still directed with such art, that it, through every cunt, reached every heart. Stiffly resolved, t'would carelessly invade, woman or man, nor aught its fury stayed. Where'er it pierced, a cunt it found, or made, now languid lies in this unhappy hour. Shrunk up and sapless like a withered flower. <laughs> Thou treacherous base deserter of my flame. <laughs> False to my passion, fatal to my fame. Through what mistaken magic dost thou prove so true to lewdness, so untrue to love? What oyster, cinder, beggar, common whore didst thou e'er fail in all thy life before? <laughs> When vice, disease, and scandal lead the way, with what officious haste dost thou obey? 
like a rude, roaring Hector in the streets, who scuffles, cuffs, and jostles all he meets. But if his king or country claim his aid, the rake-hell villain shrinks and hides his head. <laughs> Even so, thy brutal valor is displayed, breaks every stew, does each small whore invade. But when great love the onset does command, base recreant to thy prince, thou dares not stand. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, all the times that you've been taking charge, all, right. all the boners I've gotten in crowds. <laughs> A wind no problem blows. then. A wind blows and you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, right. But I got the love of my life uh -huh. here. <laughs> trying to impress her. <laughs> you. you got nothing? Come on, man. Stupid dick. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> He's not done. Worst part of me, <laughs> and henceforth hated most, <laughs> through all the town a common fucking post, <laughs> on whom each whore relieves her tingling cunt, as hogs on gates do rub themselves and grunt. Yikes. Mayst thou to ravenous chancers be a prey, or in consuming weepings waste away. May strangery and stone thy days attend. Mayst thou never piss, who didst refuse to spend, when all my joys did on false thee depend. And may ten thousand abler pricks agree to do the wronged Corinna right for thee. I mean. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's straight up like, I hope... Penis, I hope you never pee again. Oh, my God. For your betrayal of me. <laughs> he says, may strangry and stone thy days attend. Strangry is a condition caused by blockage or irritation at the base of the bladder, uh, which makes your dick really hurt. So he's literally wishing, <laughs> and I think stone, like kidney stones. I think he's I think wishing so. pain, UTIs, and kidney stones on his own dick <laughs> as punishment for its behavior. <laughs> Uh, and then he's like, I hope that Corinna finds 10,000 penises yeah. better than you yeah, <laughs> so that she can get some. I like, in my mind, he's telling this in front of her. Oh, yeah. He's like, I just want you to know how mad I am at my dick, too. It's not me. It's him. Worst part of me. <laughs> it's the little Earl of Rochester. The little Earl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can you imagine if that girl on Reddit was like, and then the guy was like, worst part of me and henceforth hated most. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like she would have been like, OK, I'll, she might have stuck around. Let me hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Not run out the door. Let's hear more. <laughs> oh, that shit is hilarious. What an incredible I'm sorry, That is poem. so funny to me. Yeah. Poetry, man. It's um, Poetry. it's incredible. You can do things with language. Never thought possible. <laughs> you couldn't do that in prose. You couldn't convey that emotion <laughs> although if you've got an example <laughs> we'd love to hear I'm it i'm willing to be corrected <laughs> all right well we have so much more to get to uh so let's take a quick break and we will be right back with another john wilmot poetry corner hey this is christina quinn i'm the host of try this the washington post's new series of audio courses the idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. 
I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, you filthy poetry lovers. (laughs) So, yeah, John Wilmot's most famous poem is A Satyr Against Reason and Mankind. Mm, And it's very long and it's not really body. So we were kind of like, not going to read that one for you today. It's not a love poem and there's Mm -hmm. no dicks in it. So it doesn't really fit with the show. It's true. But I did just want to throw out there that it is really a great poem to check out and read. It's probably the greatest insight into John Wilmot's personality and life life philosophy, yeah. I guess, like what he really believed about the world. Right. It's like his full argument about how reason and rationality is being um, too lauded or appro- appreciated over your senses and your joy and your, yeah. your bodily desires and stuff like that. Right. Kind of reminded me of Walt Whitman's Song of Yourself. Oh, sure. In yeah. That way. Yeah, definitely. Um, very different. Very different. But still uh-huh. like kind of a similar um, feeling about the world, I guess. Well, and we talked too about for uh, nervous poetry readers out there, or if you're not yeah. as familiar about how accessible his poetry is, because he doesn't yeah. couch everything in metaphor. It's really easy to read, I think. It's true. Like he he has a great line where he says his wisdom did his happiness destroy, aiming to know the world he should enjoy. Oh, that speaks to me so hard i thought i feel i was like eli will like this poem i think yeah because (laughs) at times you really do do that you get caught so caught up in understanding things Mm -hmm. it can really i think it can depress you it kind of takes the magic out of life a little bit and i'm a i'm a pragmatic you know science leaning person where i do want to know a lot of answers Mm -hmm. and reasons and stuff like that but sometimes just gotta you know 
let the sky be blue. <laughs> Who cares why? Yeah. I know. he. Well, and that's kind of part of the poem is John Wilmot is like, I would argue that there is a reasoning that I respect very much. And it's kind of animal reasoning, whereas you're going too far. Like mm. you're, you're doing too much. Here's a good stanza to describe that. He says, quote, your reason hinders. Mine helps enjoy. Renewing appetites yours would destroy. My reason is my friend. Yours is a cheat. Hunger calls out. My reason bids me to eat. Ooh. Perversely, yours, your appetite, does mock. This asks for food. That answers, what's a clock? Huh. This plain distinction, sir, your doubt secures. Tis not true reason I despise but yours. Oh. And I thought that was really cool because he's just talking about how he's like, I would rather be a beast than a man because yeah. beasts are ruled by rules that make sense to me. And y'all are talking mm -hmm. about some nonsense. <laughs> it sounds to me like he's sick of pedantic people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I immediately thought of, uh, of John Mulaney's thing about the sleepover. <laughs> yes. His friend's like, well, technically it's not, it's tomorrow because it's after, after midnight. midnight. <laughs> Take your sleeping bag and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> that is such a good joke. We say it all the time. All the time. All every the time, time every time somebody's too pedantic of it, like, well, actually, it's like this. Take your sleeping bag and get the fuck out of my house. And it must be said, sometimes that person <laughs> is me. <laughs> sometimes because I can it be is a you. little. I like it. I like a precise definition sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because many a joke has been crushed under the weight of recent um, right well that's why i always said my stand if i ever did stand up uh -huh. my stand up special would be called buzzkill uh. and i would talk about how many jokes i ruined because i'm like that's <laughs> not perfectly accurate uh this poem also kind of shows his cynicism off a little bit uh because he talks a lot and this is another thing i thought would resonate with you eli uh -huh. <laughs> he talks a lot about he's like please tell me about one single person on this earth who puts other people's interests before his own or before his families, who actually cares about strangers or right. his country over himself. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like the way the world is, the way society is built because of your rationality, this thing you're so proud of. You have to be an asshole to get ahead. Mm. And so if you're not an asshole, you're not a good person or, you know, people don't help you out. They just leave you in the dust. So he's like, if you can prove to me that I'm wrong, I will take back everything that I just said. But until then, I maintain animals are smarter than men. Wow. Okay. So, and you thought of me because you think that I'm the example. No, I thought of, of you because person. you're always like this, this, at least American society is very much right now <sighs> leaning on the worse you are, the more money and success you get. I know that that's why you thought of me. Oh, I was just sorry. hoping it was because I was perfect. Oh, it's because I'm a cynic. <laughs> no, it's because you're a cynic. <laughs> well, but anyway, we're not here to do some academic poetry breakdown of right. his cool satire against rant reason. Or Somebody's going to have to pass to do another podcast for that. That's right. Something <laughs> else. We're here to do body poetry reading. Yeah. So instead, we're going to dive into a poem called The Disabled Debauchee. And in this poem, an old rake is kind of reflecting on his bygone days. And he's trying to inspire a new generation to fuck and suck just as much, if not more, than he did as a young man. <laughs> so let's hear John Wilmot's The Disabled Debauchee. As some brave admiral in former war, deprived of force but pressed with courage still, two rival fleets appearing from afar, 
crawls to the top of an adjacent hill. From whence, with thoughts full of concern, he views the wise and daring conduct of the fight, and each bold action to his mind renews his present glory and his past delight. From his fierce eyes, flashes of rage he throws, as from black clouds when lightning breaks away, transported, thinks himself amidst his foes, and absent, yet enjoys the bloody day. So when my days of impotence approach, and I'm by pox and wine's unlucky chance, driven from the pleasing billows of debauch on the dull shore of lazy temperance, my pains at last some respite shall afford, whilst I behold the battles you maintain, when fleets of glasses sail about the board, from whose broadsides volleys of wit shall rain. Nor shall the sight of honorable scars, which my too forward valor did procure, frighten new-listed soldiers from the wars. Past joys have more than paid what I endure. I like that. He's right? like literally like, <laughs> I, you might see me and I've got like syphilis and gonorrhea <laughs> and my dick's falling off, but that's not going to stop you. No. You're you going to get out there and <laughs> you're going to screw everyone you see. You know I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> I got no regrets. No regrets. Even though I look like the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Should hopeful youths worth being drunk prove nice and from their fair inviters meanly shrink, t'would please the ghost of my departed vice if at my counsel they repent and drink. <laughs> Or should some cold-complexioned sot forbid, with his dull morals, our knight's brisk alarms, I'll fire his blood by telling what I did when I was strong and able to bear arms. (laughs) I'll tell of whores attacked, their lords at home, bod's quarters beat up and fortress won, windows demolished, watches overcome, and handsome ills by my contrabands done. Wow. I love the line watches overcome, considering that we know he got a friend killed yeah. by the night watch. That's true. <laughs> I just love this. Like, uh, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you my stories and then you're going to get so riled up. You're yes. going to have to go. I'm going to tell you about I've screwed these women while their husbands were right <laughs> there in the other room. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it, kid. Come on. Prove you. Try to beat my record. Get out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did five in a night. Beat that. And they're like, well, now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the old man can do it, I certainly can. <laughs> Nor shall our love fits, Chloris, be forgot when each the well-looked link boy strove to enjoy. And the best kiss was the deciding lot, whether the boy fucked you or I the boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a gamble. <laughs> he's basically saying like, Sometimes we got the pool boy involved. Basically, uh, I think in a ew kind of way, because Link boys were probably like 12 and under. Oh, no, like, that's I don't no think good. they were very old. Link boys like carried lights uh, uh, down the street. That's things. right. They yeah. yeah, they were like torchbearers kind of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I well, think that's not they, as were fun. Not, they were not grown up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. Ew, moving on. With tales like these, I will such heat inspire as to important mischief shall incline. I'll make them long some ancient church to fire and fear no lewdness they're called to by wine. <laughs> Thus, statesmanlike, I'll saucily impose and safe from danger valiantly advise. Sheltered in impotence, 
urge you to blows, and being good for nothing else, be wise. So he's like, I'm I'm so old now, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm safe from any other harm (laughs) that might befall me from getting into this kind of trashy behavior. That's right. But I'm going to stand here and tell you to do it. That's right. And if you have if you have questions, I can, I yes. can advise. <laughs> I'm here. Speak to your elders. I love that he's comparing it to being an old general who's like looking back on his yeah. war glories and right, stuff. Right. He's like late, straight up like this is a bat. This was my battlefield. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> but what's funny is I remember when I was doing the research for this episode, somebody was like this. The disabled debauchee is like the most the dirtiest poem in the English language. And what? I was like, it really feels like regime de vive and imperfect enjoyment are like dirtier yeah. in, in a way than this one. He doesn't even say the C word in this one. <laughs> Well, that's a fun little poem, not as dirty as some of the other ones. Not quite. And when we come back from the break, we are going to read in full the poem that we read a little bit of with Ben and Noel in our Brief History of Sex Toys episode. But we're going to do the whole thing this time. And it's incredible. It's called Senor Dildo. And it's about exactly what you think it is. So we'll be right back with that. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Welcome back, everybody. Okay, so back in our brief history of sex toys episode that we did with Ridiculous History with Ben and Noel, we read about four stanzas of John Wilmot's Senior Dildo, but it is much longer than that. John Wilmot possibly wrote this after Mary of Modena arrived in England to marry James II. Mm-hmm. If you remember James II, he was the the that creepy younger brother of Charles II. You know, yeah. he would just stare at women's boobs. He would leer. Uh, He's the one who the, the guys were like, his mistresses are so ugly, they must have been given to him by priests. Oh my God, so rude. <laughs> That's so crazy. He's also the one that Charles got so mad about being compared to. So That's right. He was like, just mm-hmm. tell who this guy was. Now, Mary of Modena was Italian, and the dildo was referred to as the Italian device mm-hmm. in Restoration England. It was like, oh, have you tried the Italian device yet? Mm. Oh, yes, I have three under my bed. <laughs> well, I've got a few under my pillow as well. Oh, who's that? That's, uh, <laughs> that's Jerry the blacksmith. He likes a dildo. It's he nothing wrong it. with that. Hey, I, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> Go Forged for it, Jerry. it myself from Dragonsteel. That's actually true, because the dildos were not anything new. They're very old, right. actually. And aristocrats had dildos made from all kinds of different materials. Fancy sure. shit like silver and gold and, yeah. you know, fancy metals and stuff. Ivory, so, all that. Jerry the blacksmith. Yeah, ivory. Mm. He, he might be forging the next big dildo for somebody. <laughs> now, was it secretive? Were they like, oh, Jerry, can you make me one of those Italian devices? Or did he have like a side business where he's like, you know, horseshoes, axes, and dildos. Come on down to Jerry's shop. I don't know the answer to that because it kind of varies, I guess, yeah. depending on what society. Obviously, English society is right. pretty buttoned up, so it probably was a secret. <laughs> Whereas apparently in Japan, when they had dildos, it's straight up like just here's a bunch of pictures of ladies enjoying their dildos. And oh, yeah. It's a, almost a comical thing. Mm-hmm. M- much more like, it's fine. So you know? you've got a, a Japanese blacksmith being like, I've got dildos, everyone, and horseshoes if you want them. <laughs> Keep it on the hush-hush. Yeah. There you go. But flip it around for England. <laughs> this is a dildo shop, if anybody asks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, around John's time, because even, like I said, dildos were nothing new. People were used to them. But around this time, Men were starting to get really nervous that women would prefer dildos over the real thing. That's kind of because of that imperfect enjoyment thing. They're like, right. they can always stay up. They're always ready. You know, <laughs> they never fail. <laughs> so they started to get really insecure. Well, and that exists today. I know a lot of guys are very insecure about sex right. toys in the bedroom. Yeah. They say if you use a vibrator too much, like you can't come from oh, your hand anymore or something, which I'm like, OK. If she don't know any better. <laughs> then you got better chances of pleasing her. That's basically what they're saying, right? Yeah, find someone who doesn't know that I'm the worst at this. It'd be like me going to an alien planet and being like, hey, everybody, uh, I'm actually the best baker on planet Earth. And they don't they don't know any better. Right. So you can just make whatever garbage I you want. I give them the best cupcakes I can do from scratch, which, eh. Hmm. I'm more of a cook than a baker. I would forget an ingredient of some kind. You would get all the way to Alpha Centauri and be like, shit, I forgot the <laughs> cornstarch. I left the baking powder. Damn Do you it. know why my cupcakes are so bad? Because I put cornstarch in I know. In I, was, I was like, that's not a... No wonder. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, follow the recipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, but let's get to the poem. Yeah. This Senior Dildo kind of plays on those fears of men feeling insecure about the dildo being popularized. And just, you know, the Duchess that John Wilmot refers to in the first two stanzas, 
is referring to Mary of Modena, who had come there to uh, marry James II. That's right. So let's hear John Wilmot's Signor Dildo. <laughs> you ladies of Merry England, who have been to kiss the Duchess's hand, pray, did you not lately observe in the show a noble Italian called Signor Dildo? Oh. This signor was one of the Duchess's train and helped to conduct her over the main, but now she cries out, To the Duke I will go. I have no more need for Signor Dildo. At the sign of the cross in St. James Street, when next you go thither to make yourself sweet by buying of powder, gloves, essence, or so, you may chance to get a sight of Signor Dildo. You would take him at first for no person of note, because he appears in a plain leather coat. But when you his virtuous abilities know, you'll fall down and worship Signor Dildo. <laughs> Did it come in like a leather sleeve when you got one? Because that's what I'm could. picturing. And also, I, I think that some early condoms were like many times washed leather. Oh, sure. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So that might be a reference to a condom as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You might see this guy around and just think he's, uh, you know, um, just a weird wooden cucumber. But... <laughs> I'm telling you, he's special. One day, you're going to figure it out. <laughs> and then you will worship him. <laughs> My Lady Southesk, heaven prosper her fort, first clothed him in satin, then brought him to court. <laughs> but his head in the circle he scarcely durst show. So modest a youth was Signor Dildo. The good Lady Suffolk, thinking no harm, had got this poor stranger hid under her arm. <laughs> Lady Betty, by chance, came the secret to know, and from her own mother stole Signor <gasps> Dildo. <gasps> How rude. Lady Betty's mom is like tearing her room apart. <laughs> I <laughs> Where swear is it? it was just here under my pillow. Of the finest ivory. <laughs> Lady Betty, get your own. Lady Betty. She was like, Where am I supposed to go? I can't go order a horseshoe. I know, right? I'm a lady. <laughs> She's like, I need it now, and Jerry's is closed. <laughs> <laughs> the Countess of Falmouth, of whom people tell her footmen wear shirts of a guinea and L, might save that expense if she did but know how lusty a swinger is Signor Dildo. By the help of this gallant, the Countess of Wraith, against the fierce Harris, preserved herself safe. She stifled him almost beneath her pillow. So closely she embraced Signor Dildo. Keep in mind, all these people are real. Like, right. he might be reading this in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know how closely you embraced Signor okay. Dildo. Or Countess. at least people who know them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the pattern of virtue, her grace of Cleveland, has swallowed more pricks than the ocean has sand. <laughs> But by rubbing and scrubbing, so wide does it grow. <gasps> it is fit for just nothing but Signor Dildo. Oh, my God. He's saying that she's so burnt out what? that she needs Signor Dildo. Yes. <laughs> he's one of the, yeah, he's like, she's had too many penises. Oh, and now no. nothing can satisfy her. She's the, the grace of Cleveland. There's a poor, uh, somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio, there's a girl <laughs> with the same reputation. Oh, no, Grace of Cleveland. <laughs> Grace of Cleveland. I mean, whatever, Grace. If you're into hey, it, do your thing, If girl. you swallow more pricks than the ocean has sand, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's uh, achievement unlocked. Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs>
Our dainty fine duchesses have got a trick to dote on a fool for the sake of his prick. The fops were undone, did their graces but know the discretion and vigor of Signor Dildo. <laughs> I love, he's like, these ladies are always keeping these stupid dudes around just right? because they can get it up. If only they knew they had another option. But they don't need to entertain them. Yeah. And Signor Dildo, nobody ever knows he's there. It's a quiet. He's so quiet. Mm-hmm. The Duchess of Modena, though she looks so high, with such a gallant is content to lie, and for fear that the English her secrets should know, for her gentleman usher took Signor Dildo. Oh, the Countess of the Cockpit. Who knows not her name? She's famous in story for a killing dame. Oh. When all her old lovers forsake her, I trow. She'll then be contented with Signor Dildo. Red Howard, Red Sheldon, and Temple, so tall, complain of his absence so long from Whitehall. Signor Barnard has promised a journey to go and bring back his countrymen, Signor <laughs> Dildo. Hang on, I'll go get it. <laughs> they took him off to England. Doll Howard no longer with his highness must range, and therefore is proffered this civil exchange. Her teeth being rotten, she smells best below and needs must be fitted for Signor Dildo. <laughs> oh, my Ew. God. He's like, her mouth is so nasty. Ooh. You're better off downstairs. Good Lord. Wow. Ice cold. That actually reminds me. My cousin Alex is in Germany right now, and he was learning there from uh, some historians that apparently like one of the reasons that like the Mona Lisa and a lot of other portraits didn't smile open mouth, allegedly, mm -hmm. is that their teeth were so nasty they didn't want to show them. Oh, well. And I guess the portraiters couldn't compensate. <laughs> right. They were like, we're not going to paint them white if yeah. they're not. I can't. I don't know how to fake teeth. If I'm not looking at it, I can't paint it. <laughs> if they're like all crooked and shit, that's just, <laughs> I paint what I see. <laughs> that was interesting. Thanks for the tip, Alex. I know. That's awesome. Uh, St. Albans, with wrinkles and smiles in his face, whose kindness to strangers becomes his high place, in his coach and six horses is gone to Bergo to take the fresh air with <laughs> Signor Dildo. <laughs> Were this Signor but known to the citizen fops, he'd keep their fine wives from the foremen of their shops. But the rascals deserve their horns should still grow for burning the Pope and his nephew, Dildo. <laughs> Tom Killigrew's wife, that Holland fine flower, at the sight of this senior did fart and belch sour. And her Dutch breeding, the further to show, says, Welcome to England, mein Heer van Dildo. <laughs> By the way, Tom Killigrew is the, the playwright that John Wilmot punched in the ear in front of the king oh, and got that got him banished. Got him banished. From court for the from first the last time. Episode, yeah. Uh, so I guess he wants to make fun of his wife <laughs> in, this, in this section. He civilly came to the cockpit one night and proffered his service to fair Madam Knight. Quoth she, I intrigue with Captain Catso. Your nose in mine arse, good senior dildo. <laughs> wow, she wants the dildo in the butt. She's like, while I intrigue with the captain in the front, maybe he's yeah. the seniors in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make the most of what we got here. This senior is sound, safe, ready, and dumb, <laughs> as ever was candle, <gasps> carrot, or thumb. Oh. 
Then away with these nasty devices and show how you rate the just merit of Senior Dildo. Amazing. He's like, look, I know what you've tried with. All right. And this is a better option. Trust me, it's more sanitary (laughs) than a carrot. Carrot, thumb. Shit. Cucumber, (laughs) banana, whatever you got. Whatever you got. Whatever you can find that's long and cylindrical. This is better. Count Gatso, who carries his nose very high, in passion he swore his rival should die, then shut himself up to let the world know flesh and blood could not bear it from Signor Dildo. <gasps> Do you think that he means in passion he swore, he was like, I'll outdo him. Yeah. And then, so he was trying to like marathon yeah, and, and have fuck this woman and he could not do it. It's the John Henry story. The John Henry story. John Henry was the steel driving man who couldn't, who was, who went out to beat the machine that was oh, building railroads. Yes. Yeah. Count, Count Katso, Katso was the first is, John Henry. <laughs> Count Katso is the John Henry of dildos. <laughs> John Henry is a folk hero. Count Katso just couldn't keep it going compared to a dildo. Couldn't keep up with the dildo. <laughs> a rabble of pricks who were welcome before, now finding the porter denied them the door, maliciously waited his coming below and inhumanly fell on Senior Dildo. <laughs> Nigh wearied out, the poor stranger did fly, and along the Pall Mall they followed full cry. The women, concerned from every window, cried, For heaven's sake, save Signor Dildo! The good Lady Sandis burst into a laughter to see how the bollocks came wobbling after, and had not their weight slowed down the foe, indeed it had gone hard with Signor Dildo. <laughs> They're like, these guys are like, we used to get fucked, but now they won't let us in. We have to kill Senior Dildo. Gotta run this guy out of town. <laughs> but they couldn't beat, they could not beat him. They couldn't beat him. <laughs> they couldn't even catch up. They couldn't. Hilarious. Amazing. All the women are like, no, not the dildo. <laughs> Save Leave him. him alone. <laughs> it's the best sex we've had in this town. Look. Oh, God. I've said it before, I said it again. There is room. <laughs> For Senior Dildo to join us, you know, that's <laughs> exactly. what these guys should be thinking. Clearly, Madam Knight had it right. She's Madam like, Knight. let me get Captain Catzo in the front, <laughs> Yuri in the back. Everybody's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll do all I can do. Senior Dildo, here, tag out. Tag in, tag right, out, yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna, okay, I'm ready again. Dildo, out, it's my turn. It should be Tekken Tag Tournament in the bedroom at all times. <laughs> Everybody has a tag in partner. <laughs> oh, and if and if Senior Dildo is just performing better than you, well then, you know, maybe ask some questions. Try maybe some things. Maybe you should ask some questions. Uh-huh. It's funny when people are resentful of things like sex toys, but then they are not themselves putting their partner's pleasure in the forefront. Okay. You know, that's... I'm like, well then what do you care? Right. That's kind of what's so weird about it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's things you can do that and like the imperfect enjoyment. Right. I'm surprised Corinna feeling wronged by his dick wasn't like, use your hands or something. Like, let's, <laughs> he, there's other ways. He should have read that poem like, you listen here, dick. If you don't straighten out, I'm going to get Senor Dildo in here. That's right. You listen here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You listen here, dick. He's like, <laughs> little Earl, how dare you? Uh- <laughs> dare you abandon me i'm about to go call up my good friend senior dildo uh-huh. and he's gonna come in here and show you what for <laughs> but it's all just stories the general is telling 
late in his life. Yes, the general's like, uh, let me tell you about the one time I tech and tag teamed it <laughs> with Senior, with senior Tilto. <laughs> now, we went down to Captain Ketso's place <laughs> and you see him surrounded by all these younger men who are like oh, learning just, at his knee. Yes. <laughs> they're all so excited. And, and just totally enraptured in this story. Teach one, me the ways. One day it's going to be my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be in the front while Senior Dildo's in the back. <laughs> or I'll be in the back. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Oh, God. You know what? Senior Dildo, your choice. I'll take <laughs> no, the other. No, you know what? Lady's choice. <laughs> I'm going to be a gentleman. Oh, are you here too? <laughs> oh, are you here Madam too? Knight? Oh. <laughs> Thought it was just me and oh, Senior God. Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <sighs> incredible. The finest poet. I know, right? Of his, of his age. Another thing I do want to point out, because to your point, in Imperfect Enjoyment and in this one, uh, he's really pointing out that women do want to have sex. Like yes. women have sexual desires right. and they get pleasure out of it and they want it yeah. as much as men do, which I find to be a really interesting position for him to take, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, uh, a lot of men don't don't think that, you know, they especially at that time, they were like, whatever, you know, I just supposed to put a baby in there. Right. <laughs> that's that's all you care about. Um, or if you were a true lady, I guess they kind of thought you didn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, and not not just that uh, women like sex and enjoy sex, but their pleasure is important mm-hmm. and uh, and something that you wouldn't want to fail at. Yes, false to my passion, fatal to my fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I'm gonna get <laughs> a reputation like, now. I'm this guy, everybody knows me as the guy who who every tingling cunt rubs herself on right. or whatever he said. <laughs> but now you're, Corinne is going to go running around telling you're everybody yeah, I couldn't even put it inside her before it was over. Right. And it's not to say that her pleasure was his motivation for being not upset. Really, he but... really just wanted to fuck. But, um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting that he's writing about this, mm-hmm. uh, about women's pleasure right. so much. That's why I was like, I don't really like the line, like personally like the line about every whore you know, relieves her tingling cunt yeah, on yeah, yeah. post and stuff. Because that sounds a little bit like, uh, it's a little harsh, I guess, to me. Sure. But again, it does say like, they, they want it. They're interested. They're feeling horny and they need something to get on, to get off. Right. You know? <laughs> One of those lines where I was like, I don't love the way you phrased it, but <laughs> the knowledge behind it, I guess, is good. Yeah. Or, or at least different for yeah. your time. I think it's interesting, too, to your point, um, about him writing about pleasure and about that not necessarily being a mindset of the age or of, or of a lot of ages, mm-hmm. um, I think we see that that's not really as true on an individual level. Like we've got this kind of stereotype because I think even in a lot of very masculine societies, generally speaking, you're like, oh yeah, no, I don't care about that part. I just want that. But when still a lot of those men themselves, you get them alone with the woman they love and very they true. actually care very much about it. Mm-hmm. But you, you, know, you wouldn't say oh, that oh. in the locker room, you know. Right, yeah, right, um, right, dude, right. I, I can't tell you guys. Yeah. Doesn't matter, had sex, you know. Right. And so I think that's something we see too, where he was like, fine talking about this, like, hey, women out there be looking for pleasure, right. everybody. So maybe you should focus a little on that or Senior Dildo's going to come in and run us all out of town. Okay. As opposed <laughs> to just being like, who cares? When I'm, you know, out there in the world, I, I like mm-hmm. to perpetuate the stereotype that we men don't care. Right. But I, I don't think it's as true if you really got down to a lot of individual partnerships. 
I mean, that's a good point. I think that's true in modern day yeah. as much as back in the day. But Definitely. it's very much there's this sense of like what men are allowed to talk about or yeah. like or love or be passionately into or cry about or yeah. whatever. And it's very limited. Um, it's not healthy. I feel sorry for men in that way. I see those TikToks sometimes. I got, you know, we kind of laugh at it, but I'm also kind of annoyed by it where there's like a guy snuggling with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then somebody walks in and he like jumps up like, whoa, no, you didn't oh, catch me, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, ha ha. It's funny. But also like, why? That's not that shouldn't be emasculating yeah, to like be emotional and like enjoy yourself. It's right. To me. So speaking of, yeah. go see RRR <laughs> <laughs> and you will learn how to be friends with another man. <laughs> yes. And expose your heart. Yes, and be just loving to one another. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be sexual at all. It's just a beautiful friendship. <laughs> uh, incredible. I just love it. I love all John, three of these John Wilmot, a, a witty, a witty guy. Yeah, you very can witty. see where he got his reputation. Definitely. I don't know. He's just a, he's a good writer. I mean, he he's really still... did have a way, a real way with words. You can see why King Charles was like, "All right, but get back in here." Yeah, I know. I right? can use a laugh. <laughs> it's like, ugh, there's just. Oh, this guy is in so much trouble all the time, but <laughs> nobody writes about dildos <laughs> like that guy. Get him back in here. Well, there are so many more poems from John Wilmot, and we definitely encourage you to just keep looking into him. It's so funny. It's so amazing. And they are so well written, mm-hmm. especially Satter Against Reason. It's, it's yeah, really it interesting. I love the really is a great poem. There. And while you're doing that, shoot us an email. Let us know what you thought of all these poems. Yeah. Uh, send us your verses about uh I don't know, premature ejaculation, whatever you want. Yeah, what would you yell We'd at We'd love to dick? hear them. We will read your Flash dirty vagina. poems on the show <laughs> if you send yes! it to us. Oh so, my God, I would love a listener mail poetry corner. Yes, poets, that would be I know incredible. you're out there. You know what? All of you listening, you're a poet. You might not realize it, but yep. uh, you are. So put some words together. Send them our way because we would love to read some, some modern yes. body poetry from our listeners. How fun. Uh, you can hit us at... Ridickromance at gmail.com. Right, or we're on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dynamite Boom. And I'm at, oh great, it's Eli. And the show is at Romance. That's right, and follow us on TikTok at Ridiculous Romance yeah. uh, for some fun videos. And I'm so excited to have brought you this. I can't wait to bring in the next episode. Yeah, thank you so much for spending time with us today in Poetry Corner. Yeah. We will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. So long, friends. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.